this week's edition of the One Shining Moment podcast, the show where we unite the heroes on the field with the heroes on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic. My guest this week, Larry Peterson, the director of plant facilities at Baptist Medical Center South here in Jacksonville. Larry is a native of Northeast Florida, having grown up in St. Augustine. And he is Duval till we die. Wait till you guys hear his story. My other guest, someone that Larry's pretty familiar with, Maurice Jones-Drew, the second all-time rushing leader in Jaguars history, currently an analyst for the NFL Network. We talk the Jaguars schedule. We talk Larry's incredible run of Jaguars home games that he's attended. We also talk a little bit of insight into the Jaguars 2020 draft class and beyond. I think you guys are going to like this one, Jaguar football fan or just a fan of human beings in particular. These are two really good ones. All right, here it is, this week's One Shining Moment. This is, moment it is now my honor to be joined by Larry Peterson, the Director of Plant Facilities at Baptist Medical Center South here in Northeast Florida. Larry, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, my pleasure. Now, can you tell me a little bit about Director of Plant Facilities? When we hear that, I'm sure people might be a little bit confused. What exactly is it that you do? Plant Facilities basically encompasses maintenance on campus. Um, I have responsibility for, uh, and my team, for all maintenance on campus. I was a project manager when we built the campus, so I've been here when the bulldozer showed up. And we have overreaching responsibilities with a project manager for construction. And I am also responsible for emergency management on this campus. So when did you start at Baptist South? Baptist South, like I said, I was a project manager. I started two years before we officially opened. So it would have been back in 03. We opened February 15th, 05. So I showed up, like I said, when we started pushing trees down and watched it go from nothing to what it is now. And how long have you been living here in the Jacksonville area, Larry? All but a few years that I lived in San Francisco and uh, was born in St. Augustine and now live west of St. Augustine. Awesome. And always have been involved in the healthcare, or how did you end up working? How did you end up being the one that was there when they started, you know, laying the foundation at Baptist South? Well, I came through several processes before I got there. I hired on in 1991 as a plumbing supervisor. I was a, a plumber. Did work around town on uh, major construction projects, worked for one of our local mechanical contractors for five years, worked at Kings Bay Subbase, and was looking for something a little more stable. And over the years, kept getting more opportunities. And if you had told me in 91 that I'd have responsibility for a 300 plus bed hospital, uh, I would have smelled your breath. <laughs> And so obviously those responsibilities have only been enhanced these last few weeks and months. Um, what exactly have you been doing in the fight against COVID-19? We started prepping for what the programs were telling us were going to happen. At one point, they estimated we were going to see between 600 and 1,000 patients, COVID patients, at our campus. As I said earlier, we're 300 beds. So we looked at what we could do. We started, first thing we started with was trying to create additional negative pressure rooms. So when those patients were in a room, what was in that room stayed in the room and didn't get back to other patients or our staff. Uh, we ultimately had about 150 negative pressure rooms. We started with only about 30 um, by doing some changes to the building function and making the building do things it really wasn't designed to do. We also built two empty shell floors 
future nursing units, turn those into essentially field hospitals with head walls, with med gas, power, nurse call, uh, a cot every eight feet, so we could put an additional 200 patients in those spaces if we needed them. Luckily, we have not needed them. Awesome, awesome, and you know, I, I we can't thank you enough for for what you guys are doing, and we're very grateful that you know, as much as I'm sure that took a lot of work into planning and building, I'm sure we're all kind of happy we haven't had to use those yet. Yes, I I don't mind having the units that we never have to use. We, uh, if nothing else, it'll be great hurricane sleeping quarters if we have to do what we've done in the past. Hey, let's not wish hurricanes upon any of us now. Nothing we need on top of COVID. Right, especially because hurricane season coincides with football season, and I understand you're a big football fan, right? Yes, ma'am. We can't have we can't have hurricanes getting involved in football, right? That's that's not allowed. Uh, for you, Larry, uh, where did your love for football first start? Um, probably when I lived in San Francisco. I started uh, watching football when I was young, but I really got involved when I got out in San Francisco and started enjoying watching the 49ers play. Uh, of course, back then they were horrible. They never won a Super Bowl, but over the years they ultimately ended up winning five. So I was thrilled. Uh, big Joe Montana fan back then. And when back in October of 93, they said uh, the Jaguars were going to get their, or Jacksonville was going to get their own team. Um, I bought tickets the first day they went on sale. And uh, can, for, for our friends that are going to be listening to this at home, how many games have you attended, Larry, at, at, at TIA Bankfield, Everbank Field here in Jacksonville? I have made every home game played in Jacksonville. Never missed a game. Now, it drives my wife crazy because we make no plans for vacations or anything else until the schedule comes out. So it just came out a few days ago so she can think about what she needs to do during the course of the year. But, yeah, she knows I'm not going to miss a game. What is, I know this is a loaded question, of all of those games, what is your favorite home game you have ever attended in Jacksonville? The first game that finished in the playoffs, when Morton Anderson missed the chip shot field goal that sent us to the playoffs. How is that, how is that, is it crazy how much has changed from, from then to now, when you, even when you walk into the stadium? Yeah, I mean, the old Gator Bowl to what it is now, to the teams, to how NFL has changed. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a big difference in, in that time period. I mean, I still have a coat that had the original Jaguars logo on it before a, another Jaguar company decided that we were infringing on their copyright. <laughs> so you, you are really Duval till we die. So, I mean, when it comes to success on and off the field, are, are you one of those who's critical or – you're, you're just, you're there. This is your team. I stay till the last play's been run. I, have, I don't leave a game until the game is over. I don't care if we're ahead by 20 or behind by 20. They're our team. You don't boo your own team. You can be unhappy with how they're playing, but you don't boo your own team. Um, every year I start out with a new level of enthusiasm. We got new players and sometimes new coaches. Okay, we're going to be better this year. Uh, sometimes that gets tempered, but um, yeah, I'm going to try optimist when it comes to most things. So can you imagine, I mean, I know we're, we're in a very fluid situation right now. If fans aren't allowed in the stands this fall, what, what, would, <laughs> what was that? Can you repeat that? That's a possibility, and I would understand. If nothing else, okay, we all have to wear masks. Let's do this. But I, I mean, that's a possibility depending on where this thing goes over the next three or four months. 
emotionally for you when you take your job out of it, your, your, your day job, when you take that out of it, what would it mean to miss a game for the first time in 25 years? It wouldn't hurt near as bad if I wasn't allowed in. <laughs> it, if it's just something I missed because oh, I went to a wedding, which my wife understands. I don't do weddings if they're on Jaguar Day. Um, you know, I, Florida Georgia game, I might give up, but I'm not giving up the Jaguar game. But it, it would be hard knowing they were playing a home game and I couldn't sit there and, and encourage them and root for them and enjoy the game in person. What do you think it is about football that just has unite that unites whether it is the Gators in Georgia or whether it is the Jaguars? What is it that unites people here in Northeast Florida? Common purpose. You've got people that are from all walks of life. I mean, there are people that have lots of money, people that have very little money, people that have great careers, people that have retired, people that but when you start talking football, it doesn't matter who you are or what you've done. You've got a common common discussion, a common thing to, to root for and, and, and you know, try to encourage your team to do well. Do you have a favorite era? I know there's been a lot of eras in Jaguars history. I know you mentioned the Morton Anderson. Uh, through, through the eras, walk me through what it was like in each of those eras since you've lived through all of them. Probably in the beginning, in the first three or four years when – we made playoffs, made championship games a couple of times. Coughlin was starting a team from bed scratch. Um, Mr. Disciplinarian, you know, kicks a, a player off because off the team because he was sitting on his hat helmet. You know, he, he's making mistakes. Um, the Tony Bassett, Mark Burnells, the Keenan McCardles, Jimmy Smith, that group. Um, you know, that was that was a special time. Um, as you started out, this was also the beginning of a franchise. Again, that. That hope was eternal at that point that you were, you know, going to have one of those Pittsburgh Steelers of the of the past. You know, it was going to come to that one day, or the 49ers or Dallas or whatever. We haven't got there yet. We're still working on it. Hey, There's they've been of, around a lot longer. There's a lot of other teams that have been around longer, Cleveland, that haven't got there. So we still got hope. So then we get to the 2000s. Uh, Coach Coughlin's out of, out of the picture. What do you remember most about the mid-2000s leading into the 2010s? Turnover. Lots of coaching changes. Not getting the stability that we need. You know, all those people that wanted Coughlin gone would have been thrilled to have him back after two or three years. But, you know, we just – we never seemed to get in a group. It, it seemed like we were always turning over the rebuilding phrase, which is heard too much. Mm -hmm. Were there any players that you really loved during that stretch? Um, I don't remember if they were exactly in that stretch where, where the time frames broke. My memory's not as good as it used to be. But there were players I really liked. You know, I, I liked Donovan Darius, uh, Kevin Hardy, those folks, um, particularly on the defense side of the ball. Um, had some players that just really stood out. Uh, I loved Rasheen Mathis, um, you know, hometown guy. Um, excuse me. We had uh, a lot of players that, like I said, just really kind of clicked. Mm -hmm. And on the off, Fred Taylor out of that conversation, and James Stewart either. So, I was just, I was just gonna say, uh, Larry. Uh, you know, when it comes to the offense, obviously, like you said, during that era, it was you know a lot of turnover and what have you, but. Uh, I, w I went looking through the record books. Could you tell me who the top three rushers are in Jaguars history? Taylor's certainly got to be up there. Maurice Drew's probably got to be there. 
beyond that, I'm guessing James Stewart, but I'm not even sure James would be in the top three, but I can't think of who else might be. All right, I'm gonna let somebody in to the Zoom call who I think he might be able to help us with that one. So one second. Hey, MJD. Hey, hey, what's going on? Larry, how are you? I'm doing great, sir, how about you? I'm doing well. Uh, wanted to surprise you and tell you thank you for all you're doing with the COVID-19 and, and uh, the Baptist South Hospital. I remember when I was there, they were just starting to build that thing, and it seems like it's become one of the, the good hubs, and you and your team have done a great job. And I just wanted to tell you thank you. It's, it's awesome to see that uh, you're taking care of, that, of our community the best you can. That's why we're here. It takes everybody, not, not just nursing folks, but takes all of us here to, to make this happen. That's great. How's things going? Going well. I'm actually starting to work on some things that aren't COVID related. It's wonderful. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's funny. I'm, uh, I was in Florida for a while and it was, I was down in West Palm Beach and they were starting to open some things up. And then I, I came back home to California and they're shutting things back down again. So it's just, it's one of those things. Everyone's trying to figure out how to make it work, but you know, you got to just roll with the punches. And we got to be smart as we go back out there. You already see people that are acting like it never happened, and we're going to get a spike again if, if people aren't smart. Wear, wear a mask when you're out in public. Try to keep your distance. Don't be congregating in large groups. Just common sense is going to make all the difference in the world. You know, it's so funny. I was uh, I was actually talking to someone that, like, washing your hands, it, it, it's become – it kind of went down the wayside is washing your hands and doing all the things that, you know, we were taught as kids to do, but you know, it's, it's also a good thing that this is going to bring that back. Right. And people keeping their distance and just, you know, having the mindset of things, there you go. Having the mindset of just understanding, you know, like, you know, wash your hands after you touch stuff. Don't like go outside and work in the yard and then come, come in and just start eating, you know, little things like that. But, uh, you know, again, I just, you know, I, um, the Jags reached out to me. And uh, yeah, I wanted to, to tell you thank you for all you've done, especially for that community and, and with the hospital and building the different things you've done for COVID-19. And, uh, you know, I, I know it's tough, but it's, it's people like you that keep us going. Well, I appreciate it. Like I said, it's, it's not any one person here. We've got 300 employees here in this facility, and they've all played a part in this. So it, it takes everybody to make it work. So, Mojo, uh, I don't know if you were informed about this, so I'll ask Larry again. Larry, uh, how many games have you attended, fo home football games here in Jacksonville? Every one. That's Every what one. I'm talking about. The uh, home game. I never miss seeing Marie take the handoff and take off. <laughs> no, I appreciate that, Larry. That's awesome. I never leave before the last play is played. Drives my wife crazy if it's pouring down rain or, or we're way behind, but – I, I stay and I root for the team until the game's over. Yeah, uh, we, we need more people like you down there. To, to yeah. I know there's a lot there and, you know, they're getting better and better. But, um, you know, you know it's, it's, it's one of those things, man. I, I wish – I hope the team I, – I try to talk to as many people as I still do down there because of fans like you and people like you that, that stick around and fight through all the tough times. Because when you win, like that, that 2017, you go to the AFC Championship, it, it makes it all worth it, right? Yep, it's all – if we can keep a quality product on the field, they'll fill the stands and they'll stay. Oh yeah, I'm, I have no, I have no doubt that uh, you know the city is gonna always support the way they've always. I mean, even when I come back, that you know the the people that I that I met there that I'm still friends with, or just the people in general, always been 
uh, awesome. And it's great to have a season ticket holder for, you know, what is this? I want to, I'm going to say 26, 26 years. I, I, was, I was trying to count back. Like I know it was a 25th anniversary uh, <laughs> a year or two ago. So that's awesome, man. Like that, that is amazing. Yeah. October 93, they announced we had a team and first game was played in 95. So yeah, it's been a while. And we were saying, uh, you know, Larry's got his schedule. He's starting to work on it because uh, the, first, the schedule for 2020 has dropped. Obviously, we're, we're still waiting to see what the fan situation is. But I know, Mojo, you're, uh, you're working on TV now, going through everybody's schedule. Maybe you can help Larry out with some insight about the Jaguars' 2020 schedule. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's going to be very important for them to start fast. I can tell you that much. Um, I had a chance to kind of take a, a, a strong look at it when it first came out. Um, and then they're going to have some, you know, anytime they're kind of in the mode they are now where they're adding different players, different personalities, it's kind of a rebuilding mode. They're going to have some tough times, but if they start fast, they have a great opportunity down the stretch to maybe steal a game or two. And, you know, you just never know how it goes. And it's all about confidence. Um, sorry that I look this way, but I, I truly believe in the quarantining. And I, I literally haven't seen a barber or anyone in like 10 weeks. So. <laughs> I, I listen, Larry, I, I listen. If people don't, if someone ever tells you I don't listen, I listen. Like, look at this. It's all over the place. So, um, but no, I, I think the Jags, uh, the Jags, you know, it's important for them to, you know, especially with this shortened offseason or no offseason to really simplify what they're doing. They have a lot of young people playing and uh, really get those guys out there so they can play fast. I mean, they're going to have talent, but you have to play fast and really be able to, to adjust to what's going on. Because like, just like everyone else, in the world, everyone's adjusting. And so in football, you have to adjust and, and find a way to, to, to get out there and put a great product on the field. You know, you talk about fast. I mean, you've seen what Kansas City did. You better have people that can run, people that can move laterally across the field because otherwise <laughs> you get run over. Yeah, Kansas City has a track team out there. It's crazy. It's, it's unbelievable. But it's, you know, and that's, the, that's, the, that's the beautiful part because when, when we were playing, we used to always beat Kansas City. So it wasn't that big of a deal, right? So it's... It's one of those things that you have to, you know, you just have to, you know, kind of go with the flow a little bit. They have a really good quarterback in Patrick Mahomes, but, you know, we had a really good defense, and now they're trying to find a way to rebuild this defense back up. And if they can do that um, and add some more weapons, like I think they, you know, the, the receiver they got out of Texas is a kid that I actually coached against when I coached in high school a little bit. He's a really good player. Um, and I think they got some guys that can go. And so I'm, I'm going to be excited to see how they utilize the, the Colorado receiver and and how they utilize those defensive pieces they got in the first round and, and see those guys make plays. Uh, we need to be able to keep up with them. We're going to have to score points. That's right. Scoring points is the only thing that matters right now. It's only the oldest there. The only good thing I can say COVID has done is it brought me two home games back. Hey, <laughs> so ain't nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah, I was disappointed when they moved another one away. Really disappointed. But like I said, Sean's probably not happy about him not being able to go there, but I'll be thrilled to get two more home games assuming we get to go. Have you been to London, Larry? Have not. Okay, I'll tell you, I'm gonna tell you this, I'm gonna tell you this much. You have to the next time you have to find a way to go. It's a different experience. I wanna I wanna go at some point. I just haven't been able to by yeah. to retire in November, so maybe I'll uh, I'll get the chance next year. Yeah, when you get an opportunity, you go to London and you and it's it's a I understand why the, the 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 fans in Jacksonville are upset. I get that, but it's just something different. I always try to tell people before you get upset about it, just try to find a way to get over there and just see what the atmosphere is like. Because there was, I mean, there's a hundred, hundred twenty thousand Jag fans that you know you don't know, 
and you get to go over there and meet them and they come, you know, they come to Jacksonville and watch games as well. So it's, it's, it's a good thing. I think, uh, you know, this year having those two home games back home would be awesome for the city. Uh, but I also think that people should try to get over there and see it and meet other Jag fans because it's, it's amazing. Well, we have one segment that I like to do here with our guests. Our, I like to call you guys not so much our guests, but our heroes, our hero on the field and our hero on the front lines. Uh, and so since this series, we're calling it the One Shining Moment series that will be available in podcast and video form. When you think One Shining Moment, you think the road to the final four. So for this edition of the road to the final four, I'm going to ask for your personal final four of Jaguars all time, your personal final four. That's tough. Uh, well, one is going to have to be Greg Jones for sure. Uh, I think Greg Jones doesn't get enough uh, credit for what he did when he was there, both playing tailback and running uh, fullback. And uh, you know, he just doesn't get enough credit. So that'd be, one, I, Fred Taylor, obviously, for me, is another. Uh, I'm biased. Um, I know Tony is, uh, you know, he got the number one on the Jags uh, all-time list. But, you know, he went to SC and I went to UCLA, so I'd knock him down at least four or five, probably 20 spots. But um, I think Fred Taylor, for what he's been able to do in his career and, and what he was able to do while he played and how he helped my game was amazing. Um, the last two are going to be pretty tough. Um, I think Daryl Smith is definitely a guy that doesn't get enough credit. Um, I felt like he was probably the best linebacker that I would go against year in and year out. Um, and, you know, he not only could he play off the ball linebacker, he could rush the passer. He impacted games multiple, multiple ways. Um, and last but not least, you know, um, I'm going to say Brad Meester. And I, I think what Brad Meester brought to our, our organization, stability, um, to play 16 seasons with one organization. Peyton Manning couldn't do that. Obviously, now Tom Brady hasn't done that. It just shows that he's, uh, you know, he's a guy that the team really, you know, embraced and, and loved. And, man, to see him play his last couple games was amazing. Larry, how about you? I would agree with Brad Meester. Besides, he was good people. Yes. You know, just football. It's who he was. And to me, that's as important as their football, um, much like Kayla's Campbell. But I'm not going to put him on the top four, but he was that way. He's, he's as much a, about who he is as he was on the football field. But Keenan McCardle would have to oh, be yes. one. Uh, Keenan, if you got to carry him, he was going to snatch it out of the air. Um, he, just, he was always there in the clutch. You could always count him. Um, Fred, absolutely. And, of course, Maurice had to be there as well. So that would be my top four. There's a couple others that would probably come pretty close to Tony Baselli and, and Mark Fennell would be tight right behind there. I mean, they were the face of the franchise in the beginning. So, yeah. Larry, I appreciate that. Yes, sir. Well, I, I enjoyed watching you. Still enjoy watching you on TV, but it's not near as much fun as watching you with the ball. <laughs> now, Larry said his favorite Jaguar game, MJD, was uh, the Morton Anderson kick that uh -huh. Obviously changed the course of history. What was your favorite moment suiting up for the Jaguars? Your favorite game? Well, see, maybe maybe Larry was there. Uh, yeah, well, um, it would it would be the playoffs going to, to Pittsburgh, and I, I mean that was the only time I went to the playoffs. We got close a couple years after that, um, but you know, being able to play in that atmosphere, that playoff atmosphere, and be able to advance um, that that was you know that that will never 
you know, when people ask, I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like getting to the playoffs was the best thing. And then being in that atmosphere in that city um, and playing the game we played was awesome. Yeah, that was, that was a great game, I'll have to admit. And, and the last game that Dan Marino played when Fred broke that, was, that game would be pretty high on my list too. <laughs> and I should note, Larry actually lived out in San Francisco for a little bit, which I know you spent some time in Oakland. So, uh, so we got the crossover there. Yeah, no, I'm, that's where I am now. I'm actually in the East Bay, uh, East, East Bay, San Francisco area. Um, that's where, that's where we, we, my family and I reside. So back home again, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's I, I got a, I had a, a great opportunity to be able to be on both coasts, which was nice. The water's a little bit warmer there, though, Larry. So I would stay on that side. Lived out there, it was like fifty-five degrees year-round in the <laughs> Bay Area. You're in a wetsuit, or you're not very deep. <laughs> well, I thank you guys so much for joining me here today. We really appreciate not only you guys both taking the time, but appreciate what you guys have continued to do for our community during this really tough time. Uh, Larry, thank you so much for everything you've done, Baptist South, making sure our community is prepared for whatever comes our way. Uh, we, we did note before you logged on, Mojo, that, uh, that Larry was responsible for creating field hospitals in case those were needed here in the Jacksonville area. Knock on wood, we haven't, yeah. Knock on wood, we haven't needed them. But Larry tells me we might be needing some, you know, maybe possibly hurricane season. We don't want to talk about that, though, right? Well, hey, yeah. listen, I'm, I'm excited that uh, Larry is prepared. And, and that's all that matters. As long as you're prepared for it, whatever comes, you can adjust to it. Awesome. We, we, well, we're well adapting. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us here today on the One Shining Moment series. And best of luck to the Jags, both the fans and the players and the alum this fall. My thanks again to both Larry and Mojo for joining me on this week's One Shining Moment podcast. And for Larry, all the work he's done here in Jacksonville. And for Mojo, even from three hours to our west in California, how much he continues to support the Duval County community. That does it for this week's edition of the One Shining Moment podcast. I know there's some of you that reach out to me and they're saying, can I be on the show? Uh, can, can I be a guest? We're still retooling this every single week. Would you like to hear us talk more Jags? Would you like to hear us talk more sports of the week? Definitely let me know by emailing me at mobrian1 at firstcoastnews.com or hit me up on Twitter at MiaO'BrienTV. This is a project that we're all working on and evolving together, just like everything in today's world. So let us know what you're thinking. And of course, if you know of someone who is deserving of their one shining moment, let us know that too. Until next week, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll catch you later. <laughs>